evening folks this is episode 87 of two minutes for chatting and we have a flurry of news and signings to report which is good um clan announcing through uh, a super signing sunday as well taking the roster up to eight players ahead of the new season it's it's getting closer and it's getting quite exciting now it sure is Episode 87, edging closer to that 100 mark. Um, I wonder if we'll get there before the season starts. I think Te- we might. We might. That's right. yeah. we might if they keep firing out these uh, this signing news. Um, but as I said, we're now up to eight, eight players. Um, and I think we're probably best. We've got a lot to cover. So if we just dive straight into the first one of those. Was that, a, was that an Olympics-related pun there? It was a, an Olympics-slash-goaltender-related <laughs> dive straight in um, because it was announced that a clan have signed Shane Starrett, who is a 6-foot-5-inch 27-year-old goaltender from USA, previously played... Um, well, various experience in the AHL and East Coast League and I believe a connection to Malcolm Campbell, the coach, as well. So a bit of interaction going on there. Malcolm um, Campbell, is that guy? <laughs> Malcolm Campbell is a cross between uh, new signing Colin Campbell and current coach Malcolm Cameron. Too many Scottish names now, that's it. Actually, that's why I'm getting confused there. It's too, uh, we've gone too Scottish. E- easy mistake to make. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, too many ties. Too many ties to the country now. Uh, we need to bring in more players with absolutely no knowledge of Scotland and no no will to play in the country because this is just <laughs> getting overwhelming. Um, but All yeah, these guys as well in the... Uh, introduction videos just say it's like a dream to like to come to Scotland. They've always wanted to visit Scotland and that kind of thing. So yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's kind of forced up on them. Maybe that part of the contract is they need to say that. Mm. Even if they've not got family here, they need to find somebody to become family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they are all saying that. To be fair, um, but what what do you make of? Our new goaltending star it. Oh, I see what you did there as well. Yeah, I know. Nice. Great. Like, sorry, on you. I was just going to say uh, over to you, but obviously quite unusual to get a, a bigger goaltender. I don't think we've had one of them for a few years. In fact, nah, was Nye quite tall? Might be nonsense anyway. Mm, I think he was really small. Right. Half I think he bit. might have been 5'9 or 5'10, Ryan Nye. Okay. But anyway, but, yeah. this guy's big. Yeah, this guy's big. 6'5". An imposing figure, I think. Uh, or ho- hopefully, anyway. Won uh, NCAA trophy with uh, the Air Force Academy back in 2016-17. Um, East Coast All-Star 2017-18. AHL All-Rookie Team and second All-Star Team 2018-19. I mean, what's 
what's they're not what's not to like about this guy? Both a high save percentage as well, like point nine two five, um, and NCAA point nine one two uh, with Wichita Thunder uh, in the East Coast League, and then again similar uh, with Bakersfield Condors and the AHL, and that's like over a forty-two game span, which f- for the AHL is incredible. Um, recent couple of seasons not been as high, but he's played less, I think. Um, and last year, so I moved between a- AHL and East Coast teams. So, no, I think like generally though, kind of overall, it's it's a really kind of exciting signing. Um, born. <laughs> I was going to leave this bow, but I'll just say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he was born on uh, the glorious 12th of July. So, I mean, uh, if, you're, so, if you're looking at more positives. So he was. Uh, <laughs> I I agree, though, with the the what's not to like. Obviously, last, last year, playing less games, and that can kind of skew the stats a bit. But consistently, yeah, a good... A good save percentage, um, and generally a, an all right goals against. Just on Ryan Nye, he's actually six foot one, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just didn't remember him being that big, but shows what we I know. Think, yeah, he must uh, have but I mean, five ten. Okay, so Shane Shane's got four inches on him, but um, it just like. Uh, Zykovsky, for example, is coming to mind a, a smaller he guy. Was smaller, yeah. Um, Chris small. Holt was was pretty big. He must have been six mm-hmm. three or something. But um, he looks. I mean, w- looking at this signing, possibly uh, answering our wishes for going out and getting a, a guy with with a good pedigree who should be. A top keeper for us, which we've asked for, obviously. Um, that remains to be seen. He'll probably be playing forty odd games in the season. You would reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if he can post consistently up in the sort of ninety-one percent bracket, then that can only be that can only be a good thing. Um, and he's he's still quite young, which is again not usually something that we pick up in goaltenders. I mean, twenty-seven, I would say is again we could look this up and completely disprove, but <laughs> one of the the younger yeah. keepers we've had in the past few seasons. Mm. Um, so I think that's good. He, he's mentioned that his uh, size and athleticism is is a strength which is good because we know sometimes the bigger guys maybe aren't as mobile, but uh, I've I've overall got a good feeling about him. Um, yeah. And uh, and his stats kind of prove that. Um, whereas in the past we've had, like Joe Rumpel had some decent stats, but uh, not, at, not at higher level. And you were sort of guessing if he was going to transition to, to those when he came here. Yeah, there's no doubt really that looking at Starrett and the kind of um, the pedigree of of Netminder that he is, I think we're I think we found our 
CJ Mott. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he's gonna be our best netminder that we've had. <laughs> that is that is a big call. Get that clipped. Get that. Yeah, that that's trend. a big call, but I I really hope that's the case. Um, and yeah, knowing the coach, it's it's a bit of a cliche, but obviously said. You know, he worked well under him, and I think it I think it is a benefit for a coach to know a goaltender. Obviously, mm. you know, strengths and weaknesses, and that's uh, important. And then sort of workload things and what guys are comfortable playing. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I'm I'm feeling positive about him. Just see what happens when he when he gets here and faces his first fifty shots in the in the first game. <laughs> I think did Malcolm Cameron not say that he was surprised to get start it which i guess just kind of highlights how how good he thinks he is yeah he's in a way maybe too good for us yeah which is the point which is kind of not what you want to hear from your coach but at the same Mm. at the same time it's it's, it is maybe good that we've that we've got um i did look at some of his his highlights and stuff he does like he seems really quite sort of calm and composed um watched a few sad highlights and game recaps he does like sometimes i feel like he kind of moves quite slowly across the goal but he's got that sharpness there when it's required yeah. uh seems good at breakaways as well 1v1s and, and 2v1s um didn't see him leave his crease too much either which i know probably <laughs> that's not probably that bad, i think no i was going to say that'll probably please quite a lot of fans um he does sometimes like to play it out as well um, from his crease. So uh, we'll see, I guess, but um, signs signs are positive. I think it's a, it was a really good uh, start to recruitment, I think. Yeah, because you're often kind of wondering where and what direction are we going to go with the keeper uh, if they leave it a bit, a bit later. Um, but yeah. get, getting the sign in early... And then I'm assuming building around him, in a way. I but you know I think I think he's going to be quite busy. Not because uh, I'm looking at our defence. We've only got one defence at the moment, but generally as a team we seem to have have busy goaltenders. So there'll be no uh, there'll be no hiding place. But I think. Um, yeah, I think he'll do well. And goaltenders are quite heavily scrutinised, I would say, clan goaltenders. Yeah. Um. So let's let's see if he stands up to that. But I'm looking forward to seeing him. Um. And al- alongside, I thought best while we're on goaltenders to mention Jordan McLaughlin, another signing back. Um. For his his second year with us. Uh, I think last year he played played about nine or ten games, if I remember. Um, and you know, I, I always thought when I saw him for Edinburgh and stuff in, in previous years that he had he had good potential, but he didn't play in good teams. Um, mm. You know, I think he's a kind of natural successor to the Gary Russell backup situation. Yeah. Um, and you know the times he did play, where 
quite tough, I think. A few of them weren't in the in the best best situation. They came in for a few games, didn't they? When uh, who was our keeper last time? Rumpel. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's genuinely gone blank as well. I get, yeah, I think it was. No, nah, that's nonsense. It wasn't. Nah. Um, nothing a quick uh, elite prospects look look up. Won. It was clean, of course. <laughs> oh my god, that is terrible. That is poor. But I've just remembered it was clean. But he he was out for a few games. Remember specifically, Aye. there was one game up at. Dundee that we went to actually in McLaughlin was in goals for a period and uh, you know we we weren't the best defensively at times so it was tough for him but I think he's overall from from what I've seen I think he's uh, a pretty competent backup again you got to hope he he develops his game under another good number one goaltender Um, I've not really got too much else to add I, I don't want to criticize a lot when when we've not seen too much of them for you know basically right. the best part of 18 months or so uh, but yeah. i think he's, he's quite a confident guy and and will definitely do a job with a sound defensive unit you know he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna come in and be as good as star we know that but you need to come in for a couple of games, um, depending on how the coach views the goaltending. Um, and mm. I think he, he's he's pretty capable. Yeah, I think so. Um, all all he can do is is learn from these guys really and try and take that on board. Um, I think did he play with Solway last season when when our league was out of? Um, not according to elite prospects, kind of but you maybe he said something in his interview. But all right, well, he might have done. It might just not be, not be registered. But um, yeah, I quite, I think he he comes across pretty well, and as you say, you can just, you know, play as well as as possibly can be asked. It's tough when you're not getting a, a consistent run of games. Uh, but I think if it was that kind of situation where he maybe got fifteen or or possibly more games, then he would be he would be absolutely fine. But you don't know. We need to wait and see what what uh, the coach does in that sense and injuries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I've got no idea what Shane Starrett's injury record is um doesn't look to have missed too much so can only assume that he'll play the majority of the games um and we'll see but yeah pretty happy for mclaughlin i, I didn't expect us to go with a a tandem that we've <laughs> discussed in the past <laughs> which has been successful for a lot of teams but it's just not really our our model so um yeah Pretty happy, and I think that's really all, all there is to say on it. Yeah, not not yet. Anyway, I think we could potentially build towards that. But I think you know, given that he's a given he's a Brit player as well, I think that's um that's probably got a, a lot to do with it. Um, for the time being, while we kind of look to 
I guess kind of start afresh and, and try and rebuild. Um, obviously, last season, um, and then sort of running into to this season, the issues with the with the arena and stuff like that, and it's you know it's, it's still not been resolved. So it's mm-hmm. um, you can only do what you can do really with with what you've got, I guess. Um, yeah. But certainly for for the time being, he's like he's he's not a slouch. Do you know what I mean? Like he is. Um, he will do a job when called upon, and you know as he has done before. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Um, next signing was a guy who produced my episode confusion at the start. A <laughs> a uh, forward, Colin Campbell, um, who comes in from. Mulhouse in France last year. Um, that was his second year professional. His first year was uh, in Hungary before that. And uh, especially, well, both of those those seasons, he was essentially a point a game player. Um, and then in his university in junior, he's had sort of spells of high scoring and spells of steady scoring and I think that's reflected in he talked about uh, some places he's been seen as a a goal scorer other places assists um yeah six six foot tall 28 years of age um born in Canada I think the the word that I'm getting is is going to be steady but possibly has potential um to produce a, a few points for us because those are those are decent leagues he's come from um and not the worst stats so i i think this guy could could be a good player you've you've maybe seen a bit more with your highlight scouting but um <laughs> again got a, a pretty good impression i don't want to be um putting any of these guys down before i've had a chance to see any of them really and that's always the case yeah, I think he's, um, you know, primarily I think he can play um, on the left wing, but he's he can play through the middle as well. So he's got that sort of versatility, I guess, that um, that the coach is, is kind of looking for. I think uh, Big Malky said he was something of a late bloomer in his interview. Um, he only turned pro in 2019, as you kind of alluded to. Um, playing in Hungary and France, so like those leagues are like, I guess, kind of similar to um, to our league now. So uh, yeah, and, and averaging a point a game there, so you, you can't really argue with that. I think he'd said uh, himself, uh, Colin Campbell, that um, with Mulhouse, I think he said he was playing with a really um, potent forward who. I guess kind of got most of the goals. He was kind of more of the assist man, which I guess is good. That kind of it does kind of highlight his versatility there as well. Um, difficult to find highlights for this guy, given <laughs> that uh, he's uh, not the first Colin Campbell that comes up. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a guy that plays in Germany, isn't there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, who's had 
I guess, well, I guess a better career overall, but um, still time, still time for for our CC to do that. But uh, it'll be exciting to see what what he can bring, though. I think you know we will badly miss the likes of Pitt and Becker for for scoring. So if he can sort of step up on that front, I think that'll be a huge bonus for us. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, I do agree. Yeah, it's 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 the potential really, and uh, you can only assume that Malcolm. I need to get this right. Malcolm Cameron has <laughs> obviously got his references and things. So, um, you know, a guy with that potential, and that's what we kind of thought we'd be looking for in the team this this year a bit more. Um, I'm not expecting huge names to be coming in, um, and you know that that might benefit us getting guys like like Campbell. So again, got to be positive. Um, see see what you can bring. It he might be a, a huge scorer in this league. Guys just take to leagues differently. So um, let's see what happens. Yeah, different systems and stuff like that as well might suit him a bit better. Um, Aye, as I say, it was kind of difficult to find anything really, but just kind of from the few highlights I'd say, it does seem pretty quick. Um, it was a good scare. And obviously, can score. Can score. So, yeah. I, I think he's he's another kind of exciting guy, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he was he was followed by... Rodney Southam or Southam, as Jerry was saying, I'm not sure which one's right. Uh, he's a a right wing or centre again, so versatility there. Twenty four years old, six foot tall, Canadian, um, and it's it's going to be his his first year professional. He previously had four years at Acadia University. I don't think they they played any games last year, but still trained. And then was a captain at Kelowna Rockets, where he's he's kind of points wise, it's been he's not a a kind of high points per game guy, but did have one year forty six points in seventy one games, um, and quite a lot of penalty minutes as well. So this Southern, I'm going to call him Southern. In fact, no, I'm going to call him Southam. You call I'm, him Southam, I'll call him Southam. Okay. I'm seeing him as more of a, um, to use the phrase that he used lots, and I hate using, but um, sandpaper, grit, <laughs> hard-working, blue-collar type player um, who, you know, maybe take up a lot of minutes on penalty kills and things like that. Um and you need you need players like that in your team, um, and he's he's one of them. You know, first year pro, that's quite exciting. I, I like that, um, and you know, see, seems to be the the leadership thing seems to be talked about quite a bit, um, and he wants to bring that to the team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what can you say really? I, I, a steady guy who's who's not going to be spectacular, but hard working. That's that's all you can ask. 
Yeah, I think he could potentially be a replacement for Tansky. And that he's, you know, uh, I guess kind of from seeing his highlights, he looks he looks quick. He can, you know, he can play two ways. Um, he's alert. He's quite pacey. Um, kind of gritty, I guess. It's, yeah, sand, sandpapery. If I, yeah, if that's a term. Uh, also, not afraid to drop the gloves, which is an expression uh, used quite a lot for for this kind of guy. Yeah. Um. So he's got all that to to kind of bring to to the table. Um. And I, you know, kind of from this point, you can kind of try to see the kind of team uh, that Cameron's looking to build here. Um. Like he said in his interviews, where he was happy to play anywhere uh, to help the team penalty kill and power play. Um, he could pose a threat there. So I think, you know, overall, an, another pretty good um, addition. Um, obviously, there is a bit of controversy around him, um, which we probably won't get into, to be honest, because I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of loath to kind of comment about it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really know the full full scenario, but um, I, I agree with with those comments that he does seem to fit the bill to the team that Malcolm Cameron implied he wanted to to build, um, sort of fill it with these type of players, and it and it does seem to be the case. We'll obviously get onto the other signings as well, but um, finishes his checks. It's another phrase I would associate with him. Check um, So, yeah, definitely fitting into that. Um, and enthusiasm, first year pro, you, you kind of quite often can't find a substitute for that. So if he's looking to get a, a career in Europe started, then it's a good place to do that. So um, I think he'll be a, a good team player and uh, possibly quite exciting to watch, get the crowd off their feet. Um that, that's what I'm expecting with him anyway. So I think the, the comment about Tansky was good because, and you saw how well Tansky sort of um, got on with with the crowd and stuff. He, there was a good relationship there, so he might be the same, um, hopefully. Then uh, just before the, the rest of the signings were announced, um, it was announced, a lot of announcements, that Craig Peacock would be leaving after four years uh, with the club. A four years in which he made 218 appearances, scoring 43 goals, 60 assists for 103 points. Um, it was then revealed that he would be signing for Fife, which I think was a rumour going about before he before they possibly even left. Um, for me, I mean, I, I've talked about him quite a lot on, <laughs> on the podcast. I think he never, he never got to the hit the heights that I expected him to uh, from his previous years in the league. Um, I never, just I, I, I never really took to him too much. I, I don't know what that was. Uh, 
you know, I th- I thought he he was fairly soft player. Um, in my eyes, kind of <laughs> not that it's really a, a hockey term, but used to dive about a bit, and that kind of annoyed <laughs> me. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, and you know, generally, just wasn't one of these guys that I got excited for and thought he's he's bringing a real lot to the team which is which seems harsh because he, he probably was in in ways that i don't don't really know but um i just when we when we signed him i expected more and he never really lived up to that sort of premier brit status if that makes any sense yeah i think you know i i would tend to to agree i think um he, you to look at his age now as well. He's he's thirty two, so he's kinda towards the end of his prime, I guess. Um I don't think we got the best out of him, which I think is again something that we've talked at length about. Uh played in the Elite series with Manchester, didn't really get up to much there either. Um and he's kinda fallen out of favour in the G B setup as well. I think it, I think he can be a useful player. Um yeah, I should say, I want to say that maybe, you know, it's not all down to him that we didn't see the best. You know, it, he just might not no. have fitted into how our teams wanted to play. And I think that is a, a, an important point. As a player, he, he doesn't quite strike me as fitting in with this team model quite as much. Um, yeah. And, you know, up in five, sometimes they play a sort of similar style at home. A pretty physical game. So I will be interested to see how he gets on there. Um, but, you know, yeah, possibly we weren't weren't deploying him um, in the best way. Uh, you know, he, he obviously must have enjoyed his time here. You don't really stick around for four seasons if you don't. Um I don't know if he had, um, you know, family ties or anything here, but I think certainly a very useful player. We we might see him go to Fife and really sort of explode points-wise because um, he, he clearly was for a time, you know, one of the go-to GB players, I, I would say, although never, never really did it in the national team scene, but certainly for Belfast, he was one of the top Brits in the league, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely definitely a good player, but just I just didn't really think he, he fitted in at Clan. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not I'm not particularly sad to see him go because he's he has had time I guess to kinda make his mark on the team as well. And he's not really done it. Um, so yeah, I think like overall he, he is obviously a, a talented player. And um, good luck to him at Fife. Obviously not against us, but um, yeah. bit of breaking news. Well, the other thing I was going to say before you break this news, because uh, I don't know if it is, but <laughs> oh no, I've just seen it now. <laughs> but. Uh, Oh no, what was I going to say about him? Genuinely forgotten. Oh no, I know what it was. It it opens the door for us to bring in another 
British player of, you would hope, a fairly high calibre. Um, I can only imagine uh, he would be the high, our highest paid British player. Ooh. Maybe. You think so? Or Haywood. I mean, Haywood, between him and Haywood, I would say. But yeah. wh- whatever that scenario is, I'm just completely guessing. But it opens the door for us to bring in uh, another another GB guy, which is kind of exciting because, not that it was stale with him, but uh, the transition to this sort of new look team maybe needed that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would we'll agree. see where we go with that. I would agree with that as well. I think like with Matt Cowley leaving as well, that it does open a bit of a gap there for uh, for a couple of brick guys to come in. So um, it'll be interesting to see. There's a few sort of free agents going about just now. Um, obviously, you don't really want to wait too long um, before all the all the good brick guys go. So um, can I keep keep our ears and eyes peeled? there um potentially for tomorrow morning yep just seeing the, the tweet there um another signing coming tomorrow so hey uh, could that be the, the the peacock replacement who knows uh but that's exciting so the the ninth guy onto the team we'll, we'll find out tomorrow in, uh, class, in classic fashion we've recorded this just before that early and yeah. Uh, yeah, and before the fixtures are announced, and but that gives fixtures. us more to cover next time, really, doesn't it? So, well, it uh, does. We, we always knew there'd be more more signings and our classic bad timing strikes again. Uh, so after Peacock, if anybody was on a downer, uh, the the club announced a super signing Sunday, which essentially comprised of thousands of tweets videos <laughs> uh, throughout the day with a, a live blog which to be fair is quite cool it's something that the club haven't done before um, and over the course of Sunday five new one of one of whom is kind of part of the furniture really but five five signings um, announced over the course of the Sunday and uh the first of those we, we touched on Jordan McLaughlin. He was he was one but also announced alongside Matt Hewood, who we're we're so used to now, but um you know, he's definitely definitely part of the team. I I assume he's gonna be the captain again next year and uh you know, you you kinda feel that the team it wouldn't be a clan team without Haywood now. I know there there <laughs> is a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. But he's been he's been here since the beginning now. Uh, he knows what the club's about. He he kind of gets it. Um, he gets on well with everybody. I think he's just that kind of that kind of guy. I think he's um, again kind of from a from a hockey point of view, he he's had up, ups and downs uh, in his clan career. But um, you know, I think he's kind of maturing a bit and so. Sort of, uh, particularly like, like last season as as the captain, you kind of you kind of saw that a wee bit more, I think, um, 
in his play. He was quite kind uh, of composed at, at times, and um, you know, kind of knows when to when to go for it and when to kind of sit back and just kind of stuff like that. He, I guess you kind of pick up throughout your career, really. But um, yeah, just I mean, I don't really know what what else there is to say about Matt Haywood, to be no, honest. Just, I, he is Mr. Clan. Yeah, he is. Obviously, this is the start of his second set of 10 years. Um, <laughs> he said himself he, he wouldn't be playing anywhere else, so I, I think we've got him for another few years. I think you're right about the maturing thing. I think as the captain, he, he did have a mature year. Um, he's obviously real likeable. And I think, you know, I think he's he does a a really good job for the team to be honest so um not just because he's been here for so long but i think on and off the ice he's kind of become invaluable in a way um yeah and you know people will probably criticize like point production and stuff but he does always come up with some big goals and i think it's the case of like when when he retires then you realize more what he did when when we don't have him, um, I think it sort of got to that stage, um, and he he is an important part um, of of the team. Yeah, you, you need a bit of continuity though, because we're, I mean, we're a, in a place now where we're like in a constant rebuild, yes. season on season. So it's that can be difficult, but he's you know he's he's taken to that to that well. Um, assistant captain a few seasons ago and um, obviously captain in the last season so yeah uh, again just you kind of need that bit of continuity to there um, that kind of I guess it kind of gets fans more involved as well and kind of like you kind of miss these guys so you want to go like you kind of draws people in you want to go and see Matt Haywood yeah, he does have a, a really good relationship with the fans and obviously there was the testimonial event which was, was really good and well deserved. Um, yeah. Still, you know, o- only 30 to be fair. So I can see him having um, another few years playing and whether after that he, he gets involved in some sort of coaching type role, mm-hmm. who knows, but obviously he's here here for the long haul and yeah I, I i think i think it's a sort it's it's a good feeling when Hayward's back because at least you know at least you know th- th- there's somebody around that knows kind of what they're doing and what what stuff's about so he'll he'll be a big help to new players and the coach so glad to see him back um a- after that uh, it was the first of first of two well you could you could say three three at a push but certainly the first of two returning forwards um i was i was a wee bit surprised at, at getting this guy back but uh matthew watt is back for his, his second season with us and you know this was a signing that pleased a lot of fans obviously a, a very good player plagued by injury a wee bit last last term with us uh, but you know what he can do if we get a a kind of 40, 50 odd game season from him. You know the job he does. He'll, he'll score goals. Um, 
plays in the penalty kill kind of leadership role and also moving into I believe an assistant coach role which he seemed uh, really pleased with according to his interview um, and has worked with the coach before so I think it all sounded a bit like a no-brainer for him to come back and for us to bring him back uh, and you know he always seems to have a bit of a point to prove in the league especially against Sheffield so uh, yeah, I, I was very pleased to, to see him back. Yeah, I think I would kind of echo what you'd said about about his season um, with his before sort of plagued with injury, and you kind of you kind of see that is the way the way he plays hockey. Um, you can't unteach that, I guess. No, it's just was, kind of the way he is. But he's just a, a guy that is going to get injuries because he's a just a real sort of team player and gets involved with everything um, yeah. even for a slightly older guy it's it's not just all about the, the goal scoring stuff yeah he, he definitely like, he put, puts himself about and stuff like that and um, you know was quite kind of smart with uh, penalties I guess uh, in that season as well only 16 penalty minutes in 35 games so I think he's kind of maybe cut that bit out of his game which is probably a positive, to be honest. Um, and played played last season as well. Played twenty five games last season. Um, again, I don't know if that was just as a result of that's how many games that that team had played, or yeah, I think it was, it was. injury as well. I but, think it was in that case. Yeah, yeah, okay. just because the way he talked about. Um, he played as one of the veteran players. Yeah. Um, on that team, I think they're they're allowed three. So, um, you know, he's he's still got that enthusiasm and stuff. And, you know, even even in his years with Sheffield, clearly like a fan's favourite for four years there. He's never the first season. You get seventy nine points in fifty two games. Mm. Uh, but generally there, you know, he's not a absolutely massive scorer uh, you know a sort of point a game guy but it's it's the other stuff that we've said goes along with that um, and if we can get that uh, anywhere near that for mid 40 to 50 games hopefully touch wood because we, we, we're sometimes fairly unlucky with injuries I think as a club um, Yeah, but I think if we can get that you know he'll be It'll be a great signing and bring a lot of experience to the coaching as well. Yeah, true. Um, and what you'd said as well with them working with Malcolm Cameron before as well. Um, so that, that'll be good as well. They both know each other. Um, he obviously trusts. He obviously trusts them to to kind of work alongside him, and I'm guessing that's why he was um, sort of given that assistant um, coach role as well um so yeah definitely a, a surprise i think but um quite a good quite a nice surprise to have yeah we had we had matt becker in that role last season didn't we so um that implies to me that he not that i thought he would but i don't think um he'll be back with us uh, but yeah very very happy to have him back in and in that role so um, I think we'll we'll see the best of them this time. Um, 
following that, it was the I'm going to say re-announcement <laughs> of uh, defenseman Medric Mercier, who we we did sign for the season that didn't happen last year. Um, Twenty-four-year-old, six-foot-three defenseman who comes in again, quite exciting first-year pro from uh, University of Ottawa. Uh, I like what I saw from him. I like the way he's sort of talking. Um, obviously got a good hockey upbringing and stuff. Played with some good players. Uh, looks to have a quite a good shot. You know, doesn't put up huge points, but um, I think he'll, he'll contribute at both ends of the ice. Um, and and I do like to have some some size in the defence. I think in the past. Possibly we've been a wee bit soft there. Um, mm. I hope you guys like him will will address that. Uh, and you know somebody who's that had that sort of university career, you know that they're going to be a mobile skater and uh, technically good. So I'm I'm actually quite excited about him. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited as well. I think Malcolm Cameron said they had like a. Was he said he had a an NHL shot from the blue line, which uh, that instantly excites me. Anyway, um, I think you know uh, to be able to add that to the team as well. And we've kind of seen that from certain guys through the years as well, and they they kind of they tend to kind of stand out, I guess, uh, in a way as well from from a defensive point of view from the blue line. So. Um, I think he um he signed with Indy Fuel, I think, um, last season. So he, he's obviously got a bit of pedigree, like coming out of university as well. Um, and you know, obviously, we sort of looked to sign him, uh, last season. Obviously, it never worked out, but um, yeah, he's he's obviously got a bit. He's he's got something about him, obviously, and um. You know, I think uh, maybe in a, in a way it was a bit of a, a no-brainer for Malcolm Cameron, given that we'd tried the same season previously, and um, he was obviously pretty excited by him. So to get him in uh, is is great. I think he's um, yeah again kind of first first season um, pro as well. So it'll be interesting to see what what he brings. Um, to the team, but definitely another another kind of exciting guy. Yeah, and you look at that. Um, his last season in the OHL, uh, twenty-one goals, twenty-seven assists in fifty-eight games. Uh, mm. So that that was a pretty high-scoring um, season for him. I, I don't think he's going to be that guy who's sort of um, the the power play quarterback kind of role. Um, but to have a shot like that is is going to be really beneficial, um, and I think will be technically pretty solid defensively as well. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And it, and if we obviously been our, our first defenseman that we've signed, um, another assuming five or six to come in there. Uh, if that's the sort of model of player that we're going for, 
then to be honest, I'd be I'd be more than happy. A you know younger guys with potential. I think when we get one or two more experienced, uh, possibly experienced in the league, but um, that's the kind of thing that that excites me seeing these younger guys turning pro and starting their professional career with us. So as I said, that's an exciting one for me. Yeah, aye, definitely. Uh, the the final re-signing on Super Signing Super Duper Sunday was the return of, and, and I think he was a, a bit of a fan favourite just judging by the feedback and stuff that I've seen going around social media, was the return of um, Nolan Laporte, uh, who obviously played with us in nine. Season nineteen twenty was our top scorer in a season where you know sometimes we we struggled. Obviously, didn't have the best finish in the league, although we're building towards the playoffs possibly. Uh, but played forty seven games with us, sixteen goals, twenty three assists for thirty nine points. Um, and he kind of divided opinion a wee bit, even among amongst us. I. I I quite liked him. I don't think you disliked him, but maybe weren't, you know, you weren't blown away by him. Uh, and, you know, he, he was a bit of a, a guy who seemed to maybe play a rougher game than he actually did, even just going by his, his penalty minutes and stuff. But scored some big goals, I, th- I think, quite useful. And having had that year in the league um, didn't play too much last year in the East Coast but I think we'll get a, a better version of him this year I don't know what you think about that Yeah I mean I don't I, I, I thought he was you know he was a good player don't get me wrong but I just I, I don't know I just never really got the same kind of feeling about him as everyone else did um, I don't really know why I can't really put but I can't really put my finger on, on why that is. To be honest, I just never really took to him, I guess. But um, that's that's just me, obviously. And I did say to you actually that I would go that I would go back and and watch some of his highlights. That because I might change my mind at that point. But yeah, uh, he, he played with obviously some other forwards that. We both liked a lot. You know, I'm thinking of obviously Pitt wasn't uh, didn't ever really um, reach his peak again. Uh, but like Chad Rowe sort of had some some good moments, especially as well. I'm thinking of Rasmus Bierum, who we both really liked. Um, and not not that Laporte got lost in that, but uh, you know, he he played he played a, a quite a physical role as well. I remember um, it, it wasn't all about the goal scoring and stuff, but you know, I, I think it's it's good and it it comes back a bit to that continuity thing again. Um, we need a bit of that in the, in the team, um, and I think it it's quite hard to complain about if you, if you said. You know, we'll be bringing back our top scorer from last season. 
you put if you put it like that, you know it's yeah, it's, it's no, a I good know. prospect. But yeah. but I understand sometimes you just get a feeling with certain guys. Yeah, exactly. I can't really put my finger on it as I say. Um, Beth did get in touch with us on Twitter um, just to say that she thinks they're all good signings in their own way. But um, like her favourite was was Nolan Laporte, um, and also excited by Matthew Watt. Two standouts for her the last time the clan played. So, I mean, yeah, he obviously was um, a bit of a fan favourite um, last season we played. So, um, yeah, I'll uh, again, I'll can I, I'll go in open mind, open minded, uh, as I think we all have to do. I don't. I, I, the way I'm talking about it is as if I don't like him. I did like yeah, no, no, just, I know you. I, I know, know you do. It's just he's not got that special place like some some of the other players did. Um, but you know, even in the the polls that the the club did on social media, I think Laporte was voted as the most exciting of those those signings. So mm. you know that that says a lot. Um, I, feel, I did feel bad for John McLaughlin at that point though, because he's a uh, yeah, kind of shoehorned him in the hay with <laughs> Yeah, just... I know. I know that was a bit that was a bit unfortunate for him. Uh, mm. But you know, the the clan do do some sort of questionable things anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't maybe really get surprise into that. me, but yeah. Uh but no, I, I think a good addition. Um starting to build something. Um and a guy that brings brings a bit of experience now as well. So, you know, you don't. I don't think you bring back a player from a previous season if they're not enthusiastic about returning and you know have a bit of a point to prove. So, like you say, we'll give him give him the the benefit of the doubt in another season, and he could he could really really shine. Um, so we're we're looking at eight players at the moment. Obviously, another coming in tomorrow. What do you? What would you say is this? This sort of overall opinion then, with the the way the team's starting to take shape. Uh, I, I think it's really positive. Um, looking at it from a kind of an overall point of view, I think you've got um, guys in there who are quick and you know not not afraid to get stuck in. Um, you get guys that can. They can put up points, um, and as I said, I think you know we've got um, the the best goalie in the league. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Matt Jin step aside, but uh, no, generally overall, I'm 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 quite impressed actually with how recruitment's going so far. Um, I don't really know what I was expecting for this season, to be honest, given the. The situation that the club's been in, um, so to get, you know, guys of the caliber that we are signing, um, you know, I think kind of going down that um, first season pro route as well, a few guys, um, and they look pretty decent as well. So, yeah, it's it's a good mix so far. I think. I agree. I mean, there's. Obviously, some slight uncertainty still about the arena and things, but I don't, 
I don't really have any doubts that we will be playing or anything this season, but uh, I just, yeah, I maybe had in my head slightly lower expectations. Not that anybody brought in completely blown me away, but certainly impressed with goaltender and, and a couple of the other returning forwards. So we've got a plan in place and I think um, it's certainly heading in the right direction. I had noted that talking about returning guys from last year, the only real two that I can think of if somebody said pick another couple that you want back. It was about eight years since we last talked about it, but uh, I had written down Rasmus Bierum and uh, Travis Earhart as well. Literally would, be two, would be two names that he said to me, you can only have two more guys back. Uh, those would be my two. Um, Honourable mentions in a way defensively to uh, Stanis and Pufal, but for me, Earhart was was a bit of a standout. I know maybe this is where fan opinions is good fun because I think a lot of people maybe didn't like Earhart as much as they did those other two. But for me, I think he was he was a real classy player. Um, and Bierum, you know, you you know what you got with him. I thought he was he was great. Um, and if we bring him back, then hopefully we'll pinch his brother as well. He's <laughs> meant to be a decent player, so. That would be my opinion on that. I think um, it's funny you mentioned those two because that those would be the two that I would want to see back as well. Um, I think you know, kind of given what we know now that that um, you know players that have retired, there's like they're not coming back. So it's um, looking at the other guys. I think I would always have had Bierum in there though, um, and. Yeah, I think potentially Earhart as well. I think he's um could complement Mercy quite well. Um that could be a nice Yeah. A nice line there. Um but we'll see what we'll see kinda of what happens. But yeah, it's just it's kinda of really exciting now. It's um anticipation's starting to build for the for the new season. Yeah, absolutely. Um and sort of on that note, uh, we obviously had the the club announcing um, those those new signings with the, the signing Sunday, uh, but also a, we had a, a blog from Gareth come out. Uh, there was a fan questionnaire, and then something that let's be honest hasn't gone down brilliantly with the the fans is the the season ticket announcement. Uh, with the, the various payment plans and things uh, and prices there. I, I don't want to get too much involved in, in that because I've not been a season ticket holder myself, but uh, I think the the general consensus is, you know, people have given their opinions via this questionnaire um, and then the, the lack of a, a direct debit option for the season tickets is, is going to price a lot of people out. Um, the clan will have their their reasons. I think I read that Nottingham were the same, so perhaps it's a, a Neil Black business decision. Uh, but they're just offering like the the PayPal three three payment type thing. Um 
but you know we we want as many fans and season tickets as possible so it's not not great to see that unrest um mm. and would it surprise me to see to see anything change about that kind of yes and no uh but the consensus seems to be that they've missed the trick there um and that's really as much as i would i would say on it i think yeah i think you know the, the kind of main thing, I guess, that fans were annoyed about was maybe not that there was no direct debit option, but just not letting fans know in enough time to be able to save money for season tickets. And I guess, yeah. you know, if, if you look at it from the club's point of view, though, you could say, well, up until, what, a month ago, that we didn't, we didn't know if there was going to be a team or if we were going to be playing in the league, so... You can kind of see it from from both ways, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really want to get too much into it, as you you said as well. Um, but you know, like nearly four hundred people signed up for a season ticket in the first day, so that um, you know that that is good to see, I guess. It's good for um, the club from that point of view, um, and it's it's interesting you mentioned that as well about Nottingham. I didn't. I didn't actually see that. So yeah, as you say as well, it could be um to do an old black as well. So I guess the, the kind of bottom line is we don't we don't really know. Um no. and we probably will never find out. No, no, exactly. Um obviously I think the, the season tickets have uh, the prices have gone up a bit and obviously they'll have, have business reasons for that as well. So um, kind of tiptoeing around that issue, Gareth had also sort of commented the usual stuff about how, how he's excited, how he's spelling seasons, apostrophe S. Uh, talks about um, the the fact that only himself and Jerry are working in the office, which is obviously a reflection on the financial situation, but I think everyone just just wants the best, really, for the team. As much as that's a cliche, but um, you know, if, if things go well on the ice, then there'll there'll be that that good feeling sort of built up, and um, you know, hopefully, as many people as as can manage get to the games, um, and we just we have that that buzz back because. Um, Judging by the recent news as well, with the lifting of restrictions in the the start of this uh, next week, looks like I would say that we probably will be able to see a a full Brayhead Arena, albeit um, government permission needs to be needs to be asked for. There might be use of face coverings and things, but I think it's looking like start November when when Clan play their first game. Whatever that is at Brayhead, that will have a full house again, and that's obviously great for the whole league as well. Yeah, incidentally, more breaking news. Uh, the clan clan have announced that, that first fixture at home is against Fife. Uh, I mean, there's a surprise, really. Uh, so yeah, hey. um, you couldn't have you couldn't have got much money on it. To, the old bookies, if you were a 
a betting man there, but it gets the crowd in, doesn't it? It's aye. It's one of those games you you want to beat Fife, and you know if 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 that is the first time that people are back at, at live sport for almost two years, then you know that'll be that'll be a great night. Yeah, I think you know as as far as homecomings go, it was always going to have to be a game against Fife. Um, so yeah, and just kind of to go back to the, the point about guidelines and stuff like that, you'd, you'd said. Um, so I think from from Monday, it's going to be anything over two thousand people uh, in attendance indoors. We'll need to apply for permission. So, but. Uh, it shouldn't be an issue, really, um, if you're having full stadiums of football at that point. Um, then I can't, I can't see it being an issue, um, to be honest. So that's we're kind of hopefully heading in the right direction with that as well. So everything's kind of looking positive. Yeah, there's there's the argument about obviously it being an indoor event and things, but I think for me the the scale of some of the outdoor stuff that they're going with, um. And you know other sports. I think Glasgow Rocks, the basketball. I don't really follow that at all, but I'd imagine they'll be in the same boat at the the Emirates, where um, they'll be looking to get crowds in and stuff. But you know, a, a lot of festivals and things are are going ahead with huge crowds. So, um, yeah. you know, they, they, they'd face certainly some a lot of backlash if if that wasn't allowed to go ahead and I think for good reason because um you know it means a lot to a lot of people as well so uh yeah it's it's really exciting and and I think um just as as the club are building up with with their 10,000 tweets an hour it's uh if you ignore that you, you can allow yourself to get excited well there's there's only six hours left to buy your uh, 50-50 basketball hockey jerseys. I'm amazed, I'm amazed if they've sold any, but <laughs> I'm sure at every hour they'll tell you that um, there's an hour less. Uh, sorry, there's, um, fi- there's only five hours left. Now. The uh, Kind of on that note, the, I ha- had wanted to mention the return to, you know, like birthday tweets and all that kind of stuff, which is <laughs> is fine, but just... Combined with everything else, it sort of started to go back to the excessive clan of old. Um, and, you know, some guys I'm absolutely perfectly happy to wish a happy birthday to, but others I'm not. Uh, it's a bit much. Aye. Aye, when you start, um, you know, when you start wishing like... Robbie Lapine a birthday and you know where do you draw the line I guess but it's I I think it kind of irked some fans so I think they've kind of curtailed that a wee bit as well yeah that's good to see they're kind of listening to fans I guess but at the same time yeah yeah well you kind of have to if you explicitly ask for feedback I think (laughs) yeah maybe not but but it, it doesn't it doesn't come across great if you you make an explicit effort to ask for feedback and then don't do anything with it. Oh, sorry, so, was that not um was that not one of five questionnaires as well, actually? 
Yeah, I believe they're all split into into different sections. So it's in general, it's good to have that fan engagement. It's important to have the fan views. Um, And I guess if it's all part of this sort of restructuring and improvements for the future, then it's it's a good thing um, if it's used in the right way. Yeah, hopefully maybe you know start to see like like yourselves fan fan media getting involved. I don't know. I don't know that I would want that to be honest, but it was just <laughs> press what pre, press live press conferences with the players. Aye, interesting concept. <laughs> save that for save that for the next podcast. We'll save that for the hundredth. Episodes, yeah, and we'll get um, well, we make... everyone that clan have wished a happy birthday to. Um, we'll get them on and get we interview them. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, but yeah, so it's it's all all looking positive. Obviously, fixtures coming out tomorrow, a few more new signings by the next time we record. Um, I think the team will, will really have have a bit more of a a shape to it. Um, but from my point of view, as I've said, all looking good, excited, um, just still can't wait to get back. So I think most people are the same. Yeah, buzzing. Three months to go. The countdown begins. It does indeed. Um, thanks to those people who've obviously interacted, got in touch and stuff. Uh, we Next time we're back, let's hope for more signing excitement and less birthday tweets. How does that sound? <laughs> Sounds great. Big uh, shout out to our uh, North American followers as well, of which there are plenty, it seems. Yep, so, so the stats tell us. <laughs> the stats don't lie. They don't. World, we've got a worldwide following now. Um, <laughs> and being the, the, the favourite podcast of of a lot of people, that's that's what we like to hear, and hopefully we're doing something right. Um, but obviously, as ever, thanks for listening, folks, turning up, um, and we will bring you some good news next time. Uh, fingers crossed, unless they're all shite signings, which we won't, <laughs> won't ever record again. That won't happen. Here's hoping. Um, but from me, it's, it's good night, and from yourself... Ta-da. Possibly the same. Cheers, folks. <laughs> <laughs>